This is The Matt Report, the voice of WordPress entrepreneurship. If you're running a WordPress freelance business selling themes, plugins, or client services, this is the place for you. Learn more at mattreport.com and subscribe at mattreport.com slash subscribe. And now, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Matt Report. As always, I'm your host, Matt, and today uh, we are uh, honored uh, to be jo uh, joined by the Honorable <laughs> Bob Dunn uh, of Bob WP. Uh, what Bob does is he trains people uh, how to use WordPress uh, and get them started using their uh, new fresh WordPress site, uh, blog, e-commerce site, something like that. If uh, you are uh, a Matt Report Pro member, uh, at the end of the show, Bob's going to stick around uh, and answer uh, one of your one of his most uh, important lessons uh, running his business uh, as a freelancer, as a business owner, as a WordPress trainer. Um, so mattreport.com/join uh, to join the pro membership. Uh, use the promo code MattPro10. I'm still running that. You can join for ten bucks, twenty nine bucks a month, uh, and join the awesome community that's going on. Uh, this is the way I keep the show ad free except for me, <laughs> running my own ad uh, uh, to support the site. Uh, over Just over 40 members now, so uh, things are really cranking, and the advice that folks are sharing with each other in the forums is completely awesome. Uh, it's awesome to see folks uh, helping each other uh, with their business questions, stuff that you might be afraid to put out on the web um, or out on Twitter. Uh, so do check that out, mattreport.com slash join. So enough of that self-promo. Bob, who are you and what do you do? Well, um, who I am right now <laughs> is basically I just um, do WordPress training. I've, I've niched down, and that's all I provide now. I've, I've done a lot in the past 25, 30 years, but um, that's it. I, I teach basically users and beginners, so I'm not teaching people how to develop, how to design. I'm teaching the person that basically has a life and another career and just needs to know enough to be dangerous. Nice. Uh, one of our um, pro members, Lisa, um, asked a question. This is probably the perfect time to, to answer this question. Uh, she wants to know at what stage do you find uh, your most prospective clients engage with your services? Is it when they're just starting out and saying, uh, you know, what is WordPress? How do I get involved with it? Is it when they're frustrated because they've tried to build a site for six months and they can't? Uh, or is it when they have a falling out with another developer or designer, or a developer and designer refers them to you. What what stage in the game are you picking up your clients? You know, actually, it's bizarre because it's all of them. <laughs> it's yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, I get people that come to me that just are dabbling, or they just hey, I've heard this WordPress thing, and of course, I hear a lot of horror stories. There's a lot of people that come and they said, you know, I've been given this site, I don't know what to do with it. The person's gone. Uh, you know, basically, I can't even get in here and change this. So what do I do? Right. Or you know, and, and it's even beyond that. I mean, people that have had a site for a while and just need to revisit it, or they just haven't kind of kept up on things. So yeah, it's all over the board. It's um, it's it's interesting because I never know where somebody's going to be at when they come to me. Mm. Um, so take a step back. Uh, we know who you are uh, today, but how did you how did you find WordPress, and when did you say this is going to be a business for me? Oh boy, um, 
kind of in a nutshell, I won't make it too long because you probably don't get a lot of people in my demographic, so they don't have quite as many years behind them. But, <laughs> but I actually, I my freelance career started in the um, late '80s, early '90s. Graphic design, I kind of that, I get then it was called desktop publishing. Mm -hmm. So I got into that, and I got a little bit of work here and there, intermingled it with my career as a bartender, and just got more and more into graphic design. At a point, we were in Southern California. I did some freelance work there, then moved up to back up to Washington State because we went down to California for a few years, and started building up a graphic design business and added it more to marketing. It was called Cat's Eye Graphic Design at the very beginning. Then it just kind of changed Cat's Eye Graphic Design and Marketing and so on and so forth. Built that up over 20 years, and in 2008, I had been doing websites for a while, primarily print design for years and years and years, because that's what it was. But then I, you know, I felt I had to do web Got into webs, did HTML, hated it, hated doing any kind of websites. I was using, I think, Adobe Go Live or something like that. And I just, you know, I, it was like, okay, I knew I had to do it. And I'm one to always change. I mean, it's like whatever works, you know, I got to go with the flow here. 2008, I came across WordPress because my wife was looking at blogging and we were doing some different stuff. I thought, well, this is interesting. And the more I got into it, it was like, wow. You know, it's it's this is this is perfect for me because it's easier and it's perfect for the clients that I work with. And then that just kind of, you know, I brought that in more and more over those years. Uh, got rid of the print design at some point, just said no more print design, was totally doing web design and was doing everything with WordPress. And I think there I don't know, there's two, three years ago when the economy was really crappy when January I just said okay I'm just taking everything it's just WordPress that's all I'm gonna do and it was kinda scary because I dumped some print design clients but went for it anyway and as I got into that I found I liked the training more and that just migrated into it more and more over the years I you know I've I started picking up did a lot of local workshops a lot of online training and just found I like that more and the design I think it just was you know I'd done design for 20 years and it was like this is this is my new love here so yeah. so I just moved that into a full-time thing yeah is, is there a particular challenge that you're faced with that you see uh, differently from doing the web design and web consultation to training what's the what's the biggest difference and what's the biggest challenge uh, when you kind of compare those two? Oh boy I, you know in a sense, web designing is a little bit... I mean, there's still so many gray areas, variables in both. You never know what's coming at you. You never know what's going to happen halfway through. But it's the design was is so much more... I, I, I liked working with the people more. And I liked seeing the results of them learning rather than me just doing it and handing it over. So I think that is the big thing is is we're, we're moving along together. We're figuring things out rather than, okay, I've done this design. Here it is. Go for it and stuff. And I think that's how I kind of moved into the training more because it was like, okay, here's the design, but now you don't know what the heck to do with it, right? So, so, so I think that's a big difference is that a bit more ongoing and a bit more interaction rather than just do it, feedback, do it, feedback, 
been handed over. And and in that process, in that training process, we there's a few, um, you know, training uh, sites out there. None that I think are particularly like you, like um, with the with the personable approach um, and sort of the um, uh, the self. Um, not self-publishing, uh, but the, just the, the identity that you have uh, versus like a WP101, which might be just videos that people download. It's a sort of, it's a training process, but it's a little bit colder <laughs> because it's just watching videos. Yeah. Um, so is there a particular challenge that WordPress uh, educators, trainers like yourself face um, with this stuff? Yeah, you know, I think it's one is, you know, I mean, in a way, the competition is there, but that's everywhere, so that's, you know, you get over that. I think the thing is finding your own, I know it sounds weird, but your own groove on how you're going to train, the brand you give, uh, and also talking people into basically paying for it. I mean, you know, that there's value in it because there's so much free stuff out there and people think, you know, do I really need to pay to have somebody train me? I had a guy once, I introduced myself as a WordPress trainer. I was at a social media event and he looked at me and says, you mean people have to learn it? And I just kind of looked at him like, <laughs> you haven't worked with all these beginners and users and stuff. So so it's, yeah, it's, it's really, and it's also stepping back and trainers have themselves have the challenge of remembering what it's like all the time to be in that person's shoes. Because the minute you lose track of that, then you're going to start sounding cocky, you're going to start going off, and you're going to lose that touch. So depending what level you're teaching people at, you got to stay on that level and still relate to what they're doing. And I think trainers have to just, yeah, you have to, you have to, and you have to, can't you can't just say, suddenly I'm a trainer and throw up some sight and say, come and, you got to build up that reputation. You got to build up that credibility, and you got to build up those people that like your style. Or else, you know, don't sit there and worry about it. if they say, you know, I send people to other training sites because I know that their learning style won't fit with me. I think, okay, this is a better route for you. So, yeah, so flexibility there. Probably a better route and probably a better budget too, because yeah, right. I mean, most, most people are going to be, you know, if if people want to watch a video, they're their expectation is, yeah, I'll pay whatever, 39 bucks to watch a video, um, but I'm not going to pay, um, you know, over 100 bucks uh, for one video. But they will pay that for somebody who's wants to do some one-on-one -on -one consultation. Right. Um, so let's talk about that for a little bit. The, I mean, if somebody went to Amazon and, and uh, to go back to your point about, you know, you have to train people on WordPress, like people have to learn this stuff. Well, I mean, if you go to Amazon and you search for, you know, Google Plus or Facebook, you're going to find probably thousands of books that explain yeah. how to use Google Plus. Um, and that's just something that you're interacting with in one little box, right? You know, not right. WordPress, which is an entire <laughs> content management system. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what what is it? Like, is there like a common question that people come to you with that you already know uh, they're going to come through the door with? Is it like, what's the difference between posts and pages? Is there a common question? Does it vary? What is it like for you? You know, there's there's probably a few that always you hear over and over and over again. And, you know, the one you just said is one that a lot of people do ask because the posts and pages is just bizarre to them. They, you know, get in there and they think, what well, is the difference? You know, they look kind of the same and 
things like that. I think that it's the um, it's a user interface too. I mean, just all those little tweaks that I just hear over and over. You know, oh, I didn't know there was a second row with this kitchen sink. You know, so it's it's not one particular one that they always come to me with. But there's ones that I always find that people are just amazed and they've used WordPress for months and they say, oh, I didn't know I could enlarge an editor window by dragging it in the corner here. So I think it's it's a lot of the little details that come again and again. And I've always got to remember that because some people say, oh, you know, I, I feel so stupid asking you this. Hey, you know, we've all been there, done that. Don't feel stupid. So. Right, right. <laughs> um, this might sound like a silly question, but do you do you track any of that stuff um, to help you produce a video that you, that you'll sell one off, or produce a lesson that you'll sell one off? Um, you know, somebody says, "What's the difference between pages and posts?" You hear that like 20 times, and you're like, "You know what? I should just do a video about this," and that'll alleviate that question. Yeah. Do you like track that stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's everywhere. I'm looking on social media. I'm looking in groups and Facebook. You know, on groups there, Google Plus and stuff. And the minute I see a question being asked, I'm thinking, wow, you know, that's that's good. I I have my little Evernote, and that's where I drop in things. So I'm constantly bookmarking stuff. If it's not a question, it's something else that's come out, and I just oh wow, this plugin and stuff. So yeah, constantly. And that's what's great is I have this. I really have never-ending supply of stuff I can do because right. I'm always hearing somebody ask something, and I never think it's something that's been beat to death either. You know, it's like okay, probably a ton of videos out there, but maybe my approach might be a little bit different on it, or the way I teach it. So yeah, I go for it and collect a lot of stuff. One would think that, you know, hey, I'm just throwing this out there, automatic. If you wanna, you know, contract. Uh, Bob for you know hundred thousand hundred thousand a year. Uh, one would think that if WordPress uh, wanted to continuously evolve, which they do obviously, um, that they would want to work with Bob uh, and folks like Bob a little bit closer, so they they can get that user that user feedback. Like what is it? Like kitchen sink. That's like a number mm -hmm. one question. Like I didn't even know that was there. No kidding, because even I don't see it. It's not something that's that's obvious. Why do we still right. have that? Just expand it all. Um, so I think capturing that data as a as a trainer, be it as simple as that, um, could really benefit uh, your business uh, by connecting with even other web design agencies. Right? Yeah. Hell, folks right. like us would, would love to know what's that number one thing that people come to Bob for that th that he has to answer. So maybe we can solve that through a theme or a plugin or something else. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. amazing stuff. You you mentioned that you go through. Uh, different forums, different groups, probably like on Facebook groups or Google communities, that kind of thing. Is this where you sort of find uh, uh, your new customers as well, uh, besides doing the research? Yeah, I think a lot of it is, you know, I, I, I Facebook, uh, be honest, Facebook, I'm on Facebook. I don't get much from Facebook. I don't know if anybody does anymore. But, you know, the Twitter, Twitter's big. So I do get people, I do get clients, I do get leads, connections through Twitter. Sometimes it's just basically answering a question. Somebody will answer something and it's like, hey, this is simple or here's a video that will tell you how to do it. Google Plus, big too, you know. So for me, it's it's probably the social media, you know, is 50% and the other 50% is basically word of mouth. 
because I've been doing it a while and I get a lot of people, you know, referring. So they'll they'll contact me and say, oh, you know, or they'll remember I I did a lot of in-person workshops in the Seattle area for about two years. I did like over a hundred workshops. And I still have people emailing me, you know, I went to one of your workshops three years ago, Bob, and I'm just kind of getting back into WordPress. I was wondering, could we talk or something? So it's amazing how they come back after that long. Yeah, the uh, so I think we talked a little bit earlier, um, and uh, you might have mentioned earlier on the show, uh, actually, about you have an interesting demographic. Like you have maybe uh, the older folks who are coming in and saying, I don't get this web stuff. Please help me. Uh, you know, what is it like um, for you to work with them? Is it is it frustrating? Um, is it uh, difficult in any way, or is it easier for you because they're saying, "Hey, Bob, you know what I'm going through. Uh, yeah. Help help me out." <laughs> yeah, you know, I think a lot of them come to me because that comfort level, and they maybe they've seen me talk or heard me somewhere, and they just feel like, "Oh, this is somebody I can relate to." Um, I, I don't think, you know, I never have an issue with them. Some of them will come and ask me up front. They'll say, you know, I'm not sure I can do this. You know, I'm not sure if this will work or especially since I do primarily everything online. That's where a lot of them will say, you know, I've never done this online thing. How are we going to train here? I Can't you come and sit at a coffee shop with me? And like, no, that's not going to happen, you know. And, and sometimes I'll just say, Give it a try. Try it for an hour. You know, if it doesn't work. And most times they come back to me later and say, wow, I never thought it would be this good or this easy or I didn't think this would work. And I just, I mean, I'm patience is huge. You have to have a ton of patience. I have one client that I did hours of training online, and she wanted to have the control of the screen and the mouse and the everything all the time. So I would say, you know, okay, now do this. And she'd be moving her mouse and I'd say, okay, keep going upright, up <laughs> a little bit further, over to the left there. Okay, you see that button there now? And and it was just, you know, and I do have a lot of patience. So that helps because if you don't have patience, it's going to drive you nuts, mm-hmm. you know, and then just about with anybody at that level. But there's a lot of people that just need that. And you may think, you know, wow, we're wasting time or anything, but that's that's valuable to them that you're taking the time. So mm. it I, makes a difference. I kind of picture that scenario with like <laughs> your legs up on the desk, like drinking a Mai Tai with an umbrella <laughs> yeah. in it, just like watching yeah. the screen, like, yeah, just a little bit more to the right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's it, what is it like? Uh, what, what kind of setup do you normally, do you have a, like a process that you know they're coming through? It's like, okay, set up GoToMeeting, set up shared Google Doc. Like what does that whole process look like? Uh, you know, it's really, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I, I don't try to make it too, there's some people come to me that want, you know, you can tell they need really need some kind of order to things and like I need this first but for me I'm I'm pretty casual so I'll tell people you know email me your questions everything you want to go over we jump online and I, I right away I say okay we've got two choices here you know you take and you show me or I show you think of what you need to do here and a lot of times they'll say well let me show you and then it's just start diving in because a lot of them say, I can't learn unless I'm doing it myself. So I don't do a lot of, I, I, there's not a lot of um, 
process to it, basically. Mm. It's like we get online, and it really depends from person to person. Some people are a little bit more, want to be a little bit more organized. Some people just say, hey, let's just get on here and start. And I say, start hitting those questions. We'll just bam through this. So Yeah. Uh, one of the questions is coming through from Jason, uh, who's a pro member up in the chat room right now. If you're not a pro member, mattreport.com slash join. You get awesome access to our guests just like this. Uh, so Jason's asking, you know, during these processes, during this training process, um, how do you manage scope creep? So like a designer or developer, the customer saying, oh, you know, hey, this design looks great, but can you shift the entire right column to the left? In your case, if you're training somebody and all of a sudden they're like, oh, can we just install a gallery plugin while we're here? And you're like, well, we didn't talk about that. Like we were talking about how to use a blog or how to do a blog post. You never said anything about a gallery. How do you handle that during the conversation? You know, there's been a couple of times it's really gone south with a couple of clients that, and I don't know, they were thinking something else, but, but having that scope creep for 20 years and design and stuff. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I was prepared for it and I had to kind of figure it out in the, this process. So when I, I work with somebody for online training and we, I say, okay, we're going to be online from 1.30, 2.30, no matter what they do, that mm -hmm. 1.30, 2.30, unless something really goes wonky, you know, like site goes down or something or whatever, you know, and we have to spend 10 minutes doing something. But most of the time, it's like, this is your hour. And I've had people kind of, and I, I, I let them know that, you know, and I think they're aware when they're putting that money down that you've got this hour, make the best of it. And some people are very, yeah, let's do it. And other people are really okay with making it stretch out. And they'll even say, like you said, well, you know, we hadn't planned on this, but could we go through this part? And I said, it's your hour, sure. So, mm -hmm. so I don't have to worry about it on that timing. When I do stuff offline, I basically, yeah, I have to keep track of the, that, you know, and sometimes that can be five minutes here, ten minutes there, and I don't I don't get too nitpicky like an attorney or something where everything, every little detail is going to be down, but I, you know, and I keep them, if they say, okay, I bought two, three hours of time with you, I keep them updated during that process. I do some stuff, I say, okay, now I'm at this point. And they'll sometimes see, whoa, you know, this is taking, or or if they think, they come to me and they want me to do something offline for them, and I see it's going to take an hour, I say, you, you're you looking at an hour here, you know, that's a chunk of your time, do you really want me to do this? So I just got to be really upfront with them and put it in their face and say, you make the decision. Right, and by offline you mean not like an, an offline training, but something that you might go back in and fix for them or... Yeah, because I still do some, I have some clients that I still do some kind of support for and help with and coaching and stuff. So they may say, go run in and do this, Bob, or can you install this plugin, or I'm having this little issue. Very few clients, handful that I'm doing that with. But I, yeah, I keep them updated. I said, you know, and when their money starts running out, I say, you know, this is how much time you have, you know, and they... That's their choice of whether they want to get more or it's a lot of times they'll just say, okay, well, I'll be back later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so th that brings to an interesting um, uh, concept that I wasn't thinking of earlier. So if you're selling somebody, it's just a, let's say the average sale is an hour training of your of their of their time and your time. It could be whatever. It could be, hey, show me how to sit with me for an, an hour and show me how to use WordPress. It could be... Uh, Help me install, pick the right plugin, and show me how to use it. Uh, half hour installing, half hour training. 
how much time are you putting into like a pre-sales? Because sometimes it's just an hour to sell an hour. Uh, <laughs> how, how, how do you kind of handle that? You know, I, I've gotten really good at going, I mean, it, the pre-sales is typically for me it's mostly email because I, I, on my site I tell people I'm not a phone person and I won't unless there's very few people I'll make the exception because that's where the creep comes in the worst for me is when somebody says, can we chat for a minute? It's like, okay, I know what that means. So the the email, and I'll, I'll know right away if this is worth spending 10 minutes to answer or if this is like, you know, nope, I'm not the person for you, you know, I, I hear somebody else that could help you, whatever. So I've, I've gotten really good at that point of looking at the email and knowing, okay. And I do, you know, sometimes I do give a bit extra. And I get a lot of people that contact me, even though I put it on my site, that basically will send me an email and ask me a WordPress question. And if I kind of know them from a previous relationship or something like that, sometimes I'll, okay, that's a simple one, sure, that. But I'm very much, you know, I, I'll, I'll be blunt with people. They'll send me something and say, what about this theme, Bob, and stuff? And I say, well, you know, basically people hire me to do this. And I'd be happy to help you. And maybe here's one resource for you. Mm. So I'll do a, I'll always reply, but I'll, I'll know when to cut them, cut them off, basically, or say, you know, sorry, I'd love to do this, but that's how I make a living. Mm. Um. That's a, that's an interesting scenario. I, I want to get into uh, talking about the business of BobWP.com uh, as it exists on the web. One final question about um, sort of client relations and how you can teach us all a lesson. Um, you know, the quintessential freelancer is that sort of twenty-something person drinking a coffee at Starbucks, hanging out at a cafe. Uh, you know, they can code with their eyes closed. They're they're building apps all the time. Uh, they've got from Facebook to Tinder on their iPhone. They've got all this stuff, and they're just like, get it in, get it out. Uh, I need to get on to the next client to um, to, to, to make more money or whatever, uh, make rent or something like that. Is there a lesson um, or some takeaway for the younger folks in the audience to learn uh, from your experience and sort of dealing with the some of the demographics that you deal with? Boy, that's a good question. Um, hmm. You know, I think there's still, I, I, I get, what, I, maybe I'll kind of step back and actually tell you how those people that come to me that have dealt with those people, where their frustration is, and one is to make sure you know who you're talking to and and kind of stepping back to that level. Don't come across as, and, and, and it's not often intentional, but a lot of people in WordPress, people come to me and say, well, this person felt, made me feel like an idiot, even though he wasn't trying to. It just was, he was brief with me. You've got you've to, if you're going to, you know, certain people you got to, give and take a little bit and think, okay, I've got to maybe a little bit more, we'll need a little more hand-holding at this point, and that relationship building, you know. I mean, I see a lot of a lot of people, and, I, and I, probably back when I was first starting too, you know, I didn't see that importance of spending a little bit of time building that relationship beyond just here's the product, here's the service, 
by and stuff. And I mean, there's times you're going to always do that, but I, I think it's just it's it's having a little bit more patience mm. with your yeah. client, but not letting them run all over you at the same time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't give you know it's like give them a foot and yeah, don't let, yeah, don't let them take a mile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's awesome. That's awesome advice because a lot of folks, especially in this WordPress, is so funny. Like the the community, the business around WordPress. Uh, you know, so I always think of like. Imagine Jake Goldman answering this this for you, right? So it'd be like, hey, I, hey, Jake, how do I make a theme, right? Jake Goldman yeah. would come at you with like this massive dump truck of information. <laughs> You'd be like, what? <laughs> like, I don't even understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah. what, what are these words? Are they English? I don't know. Um, so it's always it's in, in, it's interesting because in WordPress, when folks are getting word of mouth stuff, it's always like, mention this rock star, mention this you know, this WordPress ninja. And, like, these are, like, highly trained professionals. Uh, mm. So it's like asking Martha Stewart to come and, hey, what do you think, what color should I put on my wall, right? And then Martha Stewart comes in with, like, this whole design team. Like, well, I don't need Martha Stewart. I just need somebody to answer these questions and somebody to answer them so that I can understand them. So it's, a, it's an amazing uh, gap from beginner to... Uh, to professional because it seems like in the middle is where we miss. And even for a guy like me who's running an agency, it's hard to find somebody in the middle who isn't a rock star and doesn't, you know, want a million bucks a year uh, to develop WordPress right. sites, right? Yeah. And then there's the way bottom that's like, I, you know, they're still struggling with figuring out how to do themes and loops and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. there is an interesting gap. Yeah, and I think just to add to that, another thing for them to really think of, especially if they're going into WordPress businesses and doing themes and plugins, is I just had a client recently that was an attorney, and he very very bright guy, very easy to talk to, and he told me how many times he goes to any site that has a plugin or a theme and watches their video on how to show you know whether it's their sales, pre-sales, whatever, and he said ninety percent of these things I don't even know what they're talking about. He says, "I'm I'm a, I'm not a dumb person, but they're just not they're speaking another language, and I don't get it. And so I think it's you know it is really being more aware of that audience. You know, if you're doing a plugin, and probably you know 75% of the people are people that don't really understand it." You got to step back and realize that, and they don't understand all the little WordPress terms and everything. So I, I, I thought that was, and I've heard that off and on quite a bit from people. Yeah. Um, hey, another business opportunity for you, Bob, is just <laughs> yeah. go out there and partner with these other agencies and, and theme developers because it happens. It happens to us. I mean, I'm lucky enough uh, to run this business with my father, who's over 50, uh, and we get that point of view from him. So like we'll build a theme mm -hmm. or we'll build a plugin and he'll be looking at us like I don't what what did you guys just do? Like I don't even understand. <laughs> and we'll be like, oh no, you you know you know you know tag the taxonomy and pull it into the widget and you know hit save and then move it to this sidebar. And he'll be like, no, customers can't figure that stuff out. Like you yeah. know, you're gonna have to do it all over again. Uh, so it's very important to yeah. very important to get an outside perspective uh, right, exactly. on that stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about the business of BobWP.com. Recently, you uh, went through the joyous event of launching a site and then migrating the two together. Um, what's going on with that? What, what was your initial thought with, with the new site, and then why did you kind of kick it back to uh, BobWP? Yeah, actually, the new site, it was, you know, I, I still wanted to do a membership site. I'd done a couple before that that just didn't 
play out like I thought they would. So, you know, I learned my lessons and stuff. And I finally thought that I, with this one, it was like, first of all, you know, I have my own style. And there will be people, like you said, there will be people that like the style of WP-101 or the people that like the style of Bob. And they're, they're two totally different ways of teaching, even through video and tutorials. You know, my, mine are a lot longer. So I started thinking, how can I, what can make this different? And I think the big thing was the theme part of it. And that's where, because I get that all the time. I mean, people, that's one of the things, you know, kind of stepping back to what you were saying, what's one of the biggest issues? Themes. People are trying to find one. It's just, it drives them nuts, and they get too bogged down in details and stuff, and I'm like, you know, let that go. You know, you don't need that particular thing. So so that was a big part of it was, how can I do this? And I had to look at it two parts. One is, you know, sure, the theme shops have tutorials, but I thought if I extend those tutorials beyond just a video, I mean, just screenshots, if I do a video of it and add screenshots, that was my big thing. And then my other thing was, okay, what if I do an overview on every theme? And what that basically is is we're looking at the front end, not even the back end, and we're, I'm telling them this is what it can do and this is what it can't do without you having somebody go in and customize it and or you know code. I said, you know, like, can you change this color here on this theme? No, you can't easily unless you know CSS. So I, I, I give them that kind of preview, and that's where a lot of people, that members that I do have, they're loving it. They're saying, wow, you." one guy called me. He says, you're like the nun when I grew <laughs> up. You know, the, hey, you, you want to do that? Not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Go back and sit down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. He said, in a way, he says, your style, you're being stern, but you're not being obnoxiously stern. You're telling people, this is what you can, and this is what you cannot do. So that that was the whole thing. I wanted to get back into that part of it because I like the one-on-one, -on -one, but I wanted to have this other piece with tutorials. And once I got that launch and thought everything was over and good, then I started looking at my two sites and thinking, hmm, and, and my first, my my initial thoughts were, and my thoughts had always been, okay, if I have a membership site, I don't want any distractions when people are there. You know, I don't want them looking at this and looking at that. And, and the more I thought about it, I thought, well, I have all this other content that can add to it. It doesn't have to go behind the paywall. But, and logistically, it just seemed to make sense. I had built up so much you know, in the search engines with Bob WP that I thought, I'm just, now I'm working on this other site and having to kind of start from scratch and try to get people go from one site to the next and, you know, put banners on my Bob WP that says, go over here. And I thought, uh. so, so I had to think, you know, uh, would it be better to move these two together? And I talked, I actually talked to, you know, the, through the membership site and through, that I talked to some people, asked their opinions. I got some great advice. Some people that were, you know, everybody said, "Oh, go talk to this person." I listened to their advice and I totally ignored it. So it was, you know, kind of weighing it. And then my wife and I, because she's always been, we've always had our business together and stuff. And we, you know, just said, you know, I kept telling her, you know, just from your, the non-technical, what do you think? And the more we thought about it, it just seemed like a no-brainer. So I um. I basically, and I, I focus on Woo themes in Genesis because I that's what I've had the most experience with. I've got to have some kind of focus, 
you know, people email me now and say, oh, are you going to add this theme to your tutorial? Are you going to add this? Like, good Lord, people, you know how many of these things there are? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting in the background going, come on, Bob, do them all. <laughs> yeah. It's an amazing business model. <laughs> um, so a couple of questions that come out of, out of that scenario. One of them, um, or two of them come from the chat room uh, from Jason and, and Lisa. Uh, one, Lisa recognizes uh, that you're, uh, that you have a very calming voice, and we talked about that uh, way back in the day, saying that, hey, you should be doing your own podcast, and this is what makes it great uh, as a video presenter. So I think that um, like when you're stern with people is a lot different than when if, if I'm stern with people. <laughs> even though I'm not, even though it's, it's in the same sort of uh, vein, like I'm not really being stern with you, like angry at you, but some folks yeah. think I'm being angry, whereas you would say it would be like you know, being touched by an angel. But they'd be like, oh, okay, I, I guess I won't. I guess I won't do that, Bob. Um, so I think there's. So I think that's just like, that's just something that nobody could ever compete with you uh, on. Uh, so that's an amazing thing that uh, uh, advantage that you have. Uh, Jason wants to know how, at what point, and, and I want to know too. At what point did you realize? Well, I could go on and make. Uh, an infinite amount of tutorials about all these different things about WordPress, but you know what? Focusing on a product like a WooThemes or a Genesis, uh, did you did you just stumble upon that, or was that the that what is that what you were focusing on in the beginning? You know, I think it probably kind of carried through the whole way because I've I've always done. I mean, even when I was doing design, I thought, you know, just because back in 2008, I think I started with WooThemes and Studio Press, and that was even before Genesis and stuff. And I just got comfortable, familiar with them. I knew what I knew they would work for a certain sector of people because of what they could do. I mean, they still are two very different frameworks and stuff. So it depends on the person. So I, I since that experience came through all the way and what I kept doing and even when I do in design and coaching and when I do training a lot of times I tell people I mean I'll look at their theme if they're using another theme we'll figure it out but if they say Bob what's your recommendations I say this is you know kind of what I use and what I've always used and so that seemed like a no-brainer to pull those two in and I actually approached WooThemes and Studio Press before I launched the site and I said here's what I want to do you know, do you guys have any, I mean, in a way I was kind of duplicating. I thought first, are they going to think I'm doing these tutorials and people basically could have the theme having not bought it and get tutorial training. But that was not, you know, an issue with either one. Um, talked with Brian Gardner at Studio Press. I sent him an email and said, Brian, this is what I'm laying out. He says, sounds great. He says, go for it. And I, WooThemes, of course, was a, I was a lot more involved because my new site was going to be on WooThemes. So I had the two... I had Bob WP on Genesis, and that's why I said, okay, I'm going to put WP Tutorials, my site there, on Woo, because these are the two frameworks I'm using, and I want to use WooCommerce, and I basically just approached WooThemes and said, this is what I need my site to do. Can I make it happen with Woo? And they they were, like, incredibly helpful, really helpful and stuff, and, and guiding me and uses, uses, and stuff. So mm. that's how those, you know, it just seemed natural for me. Mm. Uh, the feedback, um, you mentioned earlier that the people, uh, clients that are coming to you, it's always, it's, you know, a majority of it might be, how do I pick a theme, which is the right theme? Is there a common thread that these folks are looking for that, um, that theme companies aren't providing 
Um, and actually, I guess I should take a step back. I feel like the theme industry is a lot of selling to each other kind of thing, uh, where I'm selling to you and you know I'm buying somebody else's theme because I'm a designer or developer. And I need to put it together for a project. So I know that even our local clients, they're like they don't know what Parallax is. They don't know you know they don't know what the technology is. They don't know what responsive is. Um, so are folks like my company and and Woo and Studio Press are they missing the boat? Uh, <laughs> with just dumbing it down for somebody, you know, it's it's the the biggest frustration, and I, I've actually talked to Wu about this because we've kind of gone back and forth a bit more. Is um, the demos, the knowing what you can do with a site by looking at a demo. I mean, that's the that's biggest frustration because most people come to me and say, you know, I looked at this site, it looks so cool, and I thought, well probably can do this, this, this. I bought it and it's it's way too complicated, more complicated than they thought, or it's not doing exactly what they thought they could do. Well, why can't I change this color easily up here in the corner? You know, I thought, well, that should be. So, so and it's a challenge for any theme shop, I think, to, you know, do that, give that much information. I mean, it's, you know, it's a lot of information. So when somebody comes to me, their frustration is either they have a theme, they it's not working for them and I, I, I basically go through a couple of things I say okay first of all if you have some samples of sites you like let me know I'll show you some themes let me know if anything jumps out at you then once they kind of narrow that down for me it's almost like that tutorials I do I get online with them I say okay now you tell me everything you want this theme to do and I'll tell you how easy or how hard it is and that's where they finally go, oh, okay, now this makes sense. But, you know, that's that's a big step, extra step in there. So I think it's, yeah, it's it's just not knowing what, and there's still some people that don't understand that the demo needs to be set up. Right. You know, I mean, to get, to get, it, get it to look like that, they get it and they go, wow, where is everything? And, that, I mean, that's just an ongoing thing. And, and it's almost as simple as saying, you know, You'll need to set this up. There is setup involved in big letters somewhere, or something <laughs> like that, <laughs> right. because a lot of people think it's just plug and play. Right. I mean that, and that's the way you know WordPress. A lot of people market WordPress. It's so easy. Just you know, install a theme, bam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, sometimes we're our own worst enemies. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, we we try to market it um, the same. You know, the same. Uh, the same way where it's like, here's the demo, it looks great, but when you install it, it's just going to look like this. It just looks like a blog, and the colors right. aren't changed. Uh, all you're going to see is the first 10 posts. They're all going to be on the home page. There's no nav. There's no sliders set up. Uh, you have to go and, and, and set all that stuff up, especially with our real estate theme, uh, which is becoming uh, increasingly more popular, and now we're starting to see the effects of the support, where it's like, how do I set this stuff up? What's a taxonomy? Um you know, th these yeah. are the these are the perils of WordPress, and it, it's not gonna not gonna go away because this is just the no. way you have to do it technically. Yeah, like, it has to work this way. Um, yep. and then folks get frustrated because they're just coming yeah. off, they're fresh off the boat, <laughs> and they're trying to figure yeah. out uh, how to launch their new site with this great piece of software called WordPress. So yeah, exactly. Totally, totally something that we all have to we all have to kind of figure out. Um, Back to uh, the tutorial stuff. Uh, you know, what are you looking forward to? Um, you know, you know, now that you you said that you uh, you brought the tutorials into 
the Bob WP brand, but you still want to have a membership site, are you still thinking of having another site just for members, or are you kind of roll that all into one? Yeah, it's all rolled into one. So okay. now you go, yeah, basically if you go to my site, I'm using the blog to give additional goodness and mm -hmm. to drive people to the membership site. So when you land on the site, it's actually looks like the same membership site. I've just added the blog part of it. Mm -hmm. So it's, um yeah, it's just, it's, I think it's, you know, and I, I had to actually put off Woo doing any tutorials on that because kind of in when they announced in the first quarter we're going to be updating the the framework and doing some major changes and I said so is that the you know is that the UI is going to look a bit different and they're kind of like well I said so I'm going to have to redo all my videos so I said I think I'll wait till that comes out so that as soon as that comes out or I get a beta or something, I can start pushing that stuff out. But yeah, it's um, it's just yeah, it's all rolled into one now, and it's it's. I mean, the membership is the most prominent at joining the membership because that's really I still offer one on one on there, but I've really cut that down as far as just offering an hour or two if people want to use it, and then they can always you know choose to do more. But I'm not doing these ongoing hours and hours and hours with clients, or at least not pushing it so much. Kind of want to do the the actual membership membership site more. Nice. Uh, is that the biggest challenge for you right now? Um, is getting more clients into the or more customers into the membership or oh, kind yeah. of differentiating the products? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's I and I don't think I'm not too concerned about the products because I I how I drive most people to my site, whether it was Bob WP or whatever, is you know through social media. So they're they're ending up on a post. You know, typically probably that's the majority. I mean, some people will you know course just come across the site and stuff but I, I have a lot of stuff that comes up in Google so it is a challenge because I'm I'm you know I, I know I've been through this I've been in business for years so I know you don't build a membership site and suddenly you know people just start swarming and knocking at your door so there's there's marketing and it's just yeah it's 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 um you know it's always a challenge where were you when I have a new <laughs> where were you when I announced my membership site yeah. I know where you were you were laughing with your drink with your legs up yeah. on the desk with the umbrella and you're going nice try buddy have fun but, um, um, yeah and I think the challenge is and I I read something really interesting from Sean with WP 101 he did a a post a while back on his first when he first launched and some of the things he wish he would have done and I think that big the one advantage I have is I didn't just launch this membership site and say hey you know come and learn WordPress I build up the so-called community I build up a reputation I mean people know this is no surprise to them you know, and there's a lot of people. People aren't coming to me and saying, "Oh, Bob, what do you mean now? I have to pay for this stuff?" They know that it's a certain piece of me that now they have to pay for. But it's I, I try to keep it, you know, fairly affordable for them. And yeah, it's um, it's it's always a challenge launching any new thing. You know, it's it's you get kind of freaked out and you, you know, looking at your emails and wondering when that next PayPal will come in. <laughs> right. So let me ask you this question. Um, back to the the whole WordPress community is a funny place. What, what's your take on competition? Uh, you know, we we all love each other, uh, but at the end of the day, when you start getting down to a hyper focused product like training and education like you, uh, you know, what are your thoughts? I mean, uh, you know, you said you hand off uh, some clients to WP101 and stuff like that, but 
the end of the day, you still need to eat. Uh, yeah. What's your takeaway when when people are like, "Oh no, we all love each other. We shouldn't compete." Yeah. No. You know, I've. I mean, I've always been one to work with people. I mean, colleagues. You know, you have you, you support each other and stuff. But yeah, it, it, it's. I mean, in a perfect world, it's. You know, sometimes I just laugh at some of these. I mean, it's not WordPress community, but it's just communities in perp. And some people, oh, we're all you know, kumbaya. We're standing around <laughs> singing it or something. But yeah, in the end, it's like. I talk to these people if it's appropriate. I I send them, but you know you do have to. Yeah, you have to compete. You have to say, okay, I have a product. Sometimes you have to say, you know, I'm better, and sometimes you have to when you talk. I've talked to people online, and they've come to me about other tutorial sites and complained about them for one reason or another because it didn't work for them. You know, and I, I don't sit there and say, well, yeah, that makes sense, or they suck, you know. But but I I understand that there's, you know, like I said, we all have our different style, but we're still all competing. So, yeah, I, I maybe don't push as much certain sites as maybe as I did in the past because they're direct competitors now, and they probably think the same. And there's certain people I even know in the WordPress community that have reluctantly pushed my stuff even though they would never say it because of their ties to other people that push similar products so you know it's I mean we can all say it out loud but in the, there a lot of these people we all get it too you know we're all competing and and there's enough to go around but sometimes you you worry about that too you know so yeah. it's not so you you, you got to do what you got to do and I, I agree 100%. Again, folks that know, growing up in the car business, uh, you were competing with people right down the street, people that you could see across the street. And <laughs> as the customer came in, you're looking at them like, I got one, uh, and you know, and you don't. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, you, you you end up at the bar uh, with your competition down the street, and they were like, How was your day? Uh, it was tough. Yeah, mine too. And it's like you can you can uh, take comfort in the fact that you're all working hard. Uh, we're all working hard, at least in the WordPress community, to do something great with our customers. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, we got to sell our product and and keep the keep the flow uh, coming in. Exactly. Well, it's been an amazing uh, formal interview. I think uh, some of the stuff that we covered uh, is awesome, um, and folks out there are definitely getting some great advice. Uh, folks in the audience, in the live uh, audience today, thanks for all the questions. Uh, if you want to become a pro member, it's mattreport.com slash join. Check, all out, check out all that fun stuff. We're going to hop into the last two segments uh, of the interview. Uh, first segment, or second segment, is what's in your toolbox? What app uh, or piece of software do you use on a daily basis to get the job done that maybe folks don't know about? Um, something like an Evernote, but a little bit more secret. Oh, man. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Because Evernote, I live and die by that. So, um, you know, there's not a lot of other apps I really use. It's, um, you know, I use... I, I, I mean, the apps that I use are basically to create content. I use Camtasia for videos. I use Snagit for screenshots. Uh, I can't live without either one of those. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, Evernote, I, I was kind of a latecomer to Evernote because everybody talked about it for the longest time. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then I found it, and I thought, my God, what have I been doing? You know, so it's like Evernote is probably the biggest 
piece for me because I organize so much content and and plugins, new plugins that come out, and then it's so easy to find. So it's not a secret, but I I, I don't think a lot of people realize all it can do, you know, and yeah. and how it can really organize your life better, especially if you collect a ton of resources and stuff. Yeah. So it's yeah, and and TweetDeck. I mean, that's not really an app, but it's on my second screen open all the time. So I'm constantly on Twitter, picking up stuff, talking to people. So some people think that's neurotic and <laughs> spend that much time on it, but you know, it's a big part of it for me. So so no no real secret app. Nice. I, uh, Evernote's yeah. still a great choice. Um, you know, I I I, st I was using it a lot, but then I started getting overwhelmed with all the new features. Uh, but I still use it as sort of that archive. Like I see something that I know I'm going to come back to later on, I just throw it there, um, and then it's like every time I open my Evernote, it's like spring cleaning my house. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> look at all this stuff I got to go organize. Right, right. So. so it's become a become a bit mess for me, but it's still very useful. <laughs> Let's jump into the uh, the last segment, the lightning round, where I'll ask you a series of quick questions, and you have a series of quick answers. Okay. What's the, what's the one plugin you cannot live without? Uh, Gravity Forms. What's a favorite WordPress or business book? WordPress or business book. Oh, da, 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 da. you know, I haven't read business books for so many years. I don't read them much anymore. Um, I did like um, Scott Bergen's um, Without Pants. Yep. You yep. know, that was a great one, the best far as a recent one. Yeah, nice. Uh, uh, what's a quote that you live or run your business by? Uh, be open-minded and always be up to change. Awesome. Uh, what is uh, the best career advice uh, somebody's ever given you? Uh, get out of bartending. <laughs> <laughs> was it that bad? Uh, I guess, no, it wasn't that bad. I did it for about... 10, 15 years. So, um, this business advice, um, I think it kind of goes back to that same thing of um, always being willing to change and listen to people. Yeah. Don't get too one-sided. I agree. What's the uh, what's the longest a client project has ever taken you, or in your case, uh, a training uh, process? Well, I've had clients on retainers for up to two, three years ongoing. Nice. So that's, you know, I mean, some of them that just stick around, you know, nice. and, and come keep coming back, but... That's pretty and good. Probably, and in my, probably in my old... I had clients that I did print design for years, too, so it maybe not one project, but probably project maybe eight, ten months at the most. Maybe nice. It's been a big project. Uh, if you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be? I'd retire. <laughs> That's the, best, that's the best answer so far. Yeah, I just quit. Yeah, I would just quit. Uh, who should I interview next? Who should you interview next? Oh, man. Oh, boy. Let's see here. Um, I'm trying to think. Who, 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 who? Oh, that that's a tough one. Uh, I'm looking at my Twitter feed because I have to remember <laughs> people. Um, 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 do you know Andrea from Copyblogger? Yep, she was one of my first. 
Oh, was she? Oh, yeah. Was she? Okay, well, maybe you need to interview her again. <laughs> yeah, I'll get her again. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, great interview, Bob. I really appreciate it. Where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Basically, bobwp.com, and just go to any social media. Just Google Bob WP. You'll yeah. find me. That's just like not anywhere. So <laughs> yeah, this is like the most amazing brand that it's ever existed. Just jump into Google Bob WP. Like it's not. It's just done. Done. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, awesome stuff. Awesome advice, folks. Uh, if you're sticking around and you are a pro member, uh, we're going to get into the pro section uh, of the interview. Uh, where Bob's going to uh, stick around and answer a burning uh, question. Uh, for his business, and you can find all that good stuff at myreport.com slash join. Uh, if you're not a member, that's okay. Uh, it's just listening and spreading the word of the show is is awesome. iTunes reviews are awesome. Thanks to all the members who have subscribed because it's been uh, an amazing ride, uh, and I can't thank you enough for supporting the show. Um, so if you want to just help out, go ahead and tweet out these uh, interviews, uh, tweet out the blog post, and join the mailing list at myreport.com slash subscribe. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Matt.